0: Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube, drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC.
1: Well, happy public holiday, folks. Yeah, it's Easter Monday here in the UK. That's right. And that can only mean one thing, that it's episode number 95 of F.I. Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hell. And there is no Easter music because it doesn't exist. What we could have done is put a loop on like Bugs Bunny or something, just bouncing from the old Warner Brothers cartoons. Uh, But if you don't know who that is, because that's arcane to you, uh, any spring sound? That you can think of. Not like the season spring, but spring. Like what's in your mattress. Or uh, your favourite radio control car. I don't know what, what a kid's doing these days with springs. I don't know. Something. Gotta be in something. Anyway, I'm not alone. Uh, looking for her Easter eggs, which are scattered around the garden. Crushed mostly uh, by a lot of magpies. Is our producer Winifred Solo. Hello. When I say garden, I technically mean the forest. We've adopted the whole garden Yeah, the I mean,
0: obviously, because, you know, tree house with no yeah, leaves and no all leaves.
1: that. Uh, even though I did see leaves coming, there's no leaves on this tree house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tree, there's a few, but a tree <laughs> house, not so much. Uh, take another leaf out of that book. Mm. So I was talking about the forest, mm-hmm. right, and I wanted to start this Easter off uh, Easter Monday it's been Easter Saturday Sunday it's been a good Friday apparently it felt like a normal Friday to me
0: all Fridays are well, it wasn't good wasn't that
1: good because shops shut early and we don't <laughs> have a lot of shops in the first place but the guy that's running the local you know uh, grocery shop down the road Farmer Jeb it's another farmer we, we're we never too far from farmers
0: that's he, a good he,
1: thing. he shut down earlier mm-hmm. he shut down at like five to three rather than three mm. you see this effort they go to yeah. to have time with their families <laughs> And it's kind of it begs the question, right? So the UK has been on a more severe lockdown for longer than most places. I don't know. It's all different around the world, but it feels like we've had one of the most severe ones. Mm-hmm. Only supermarkets open. And now we've had a few coffee shops for the last couple of months that have been open. Only a few. Most of them just don't do anything except for drive through. I didn't realize you have drive through coffee places. Mm. to me that's an accident waiting to happen
0: that's just weird
1: like imagine if you had a triple espresso pulling out of a drive-thru <laughs> i mean you're angry <laughs> enough anyway because you're going to a drive-thru to get coffee mm-hmm. well you can't do it in your house with an instant one i don't know but that's what you're doing and uh, you're gonna be in a rush to get out there you know coffee is
0: the acceptable drug of the day
1: there's a lot of, <laughs> of the
0: day <laughs> this, this the today's daytime, acceptable I mean. drug is no.
1: coffee <laughs> tomorrow it's a hardcore crack i don't
0: know no you know what i mean like if someone's drinking wine in the day you're like oh isn't that a bit early right but coffee is like any time of day
1: people have the reverse sentiment at night Mm. if you drink coffee at night you're insane right it's okay in the day but at night you turn into a wolfman Mm -hmm. whereas wine if you have it too early you're an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. It's it's tough to scale this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And as uh, you know, if you're a younger audience, uh, you shouldn't know what we're talking about. Please don't. Uh, what's the good age for coffee drinking? Do you think? Like a because a, a, you wouldn't give it a three-year-old.
0: You're asking the wrong person.
1: Well, you haven't reached that age, obviously. No, I
0: haven't.
1: <laughs> People in China have a different age group, obviously. Uh,
0: I'm not a coffee drinker.
1: No, you're not. I have
0: one every like three months maybe
1: yeah I'm, I'm gonna have a sip of mine right now yeah good for you yeah
0: i just make it i don't drink it
1: <laughs> anyway in the uk shouldn't the drug of the day be chocolate
0: Mm-hmm. because mm, yeah.
1: cocoa is kind of a drug it is yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's why everyone's giving it to their kids right now. Yeah, you
0: you're can get all, addicted to sugar, yeah, right? Yeah, you're all <laughs> drug dealing <laughs> to your
1: children. What are you doing? Oh, this is crazy. And so, it's so
0: bad that we've got sugar tax.
1: Yeah, and mm. the funny, funny thing about cocoa is people have it to put them to sleep, but it's highly caffeinated. Mm. Go figure. We're all a mad world, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of kids probably looking for eggs around the uh, garden. I I know you were. Uh, But they're all crushed because we've got magpies and they smashed them all up. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have used eggs, to be fair. Like chocolate eggs, maybe, would have lasted longer.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I've seen a few
0: bird's nests um, walking down the path along the
1: river. There're probably you? eggs in those. That's, that's a conversation for yourself. <laughs> I've looked at a couple of birds nests along the river. Well, that's that's different. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say there's probably like eggs in those nests because you know more. it's spring.
1: Not anymore. They're gone.
0: The birds are very happy these days.
1: Are they? Yeah. Well, that's just the girls maybe, outside.
0: No. Maybe they're yelling at each other, but you know it sounds like music to me. <laughs> really? yeah, maybe they're having maybe a big orgy. Maybe it's argument.
1: a and it's playing jazz. <laughs> I don't know. I don't live in your world. But that forest is different. It's a different kind of forest, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, it's fun. It's fun living in a tree house. Mm. You enjoying it? You adapted? It's been months now.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah,
1: I am growing a beard yet. I think that's <laughs> due to hormones. I, I've got one. Uh, I just keep it on my head.
0: I don't think that has anything to do with anything.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, I thought we were surviving. Mm. Surviving uh, in a tree house. Surviving. In a pandemic. pandemic. No, think yeah. about it. You're in a forest. Survival In a treehouse. There's no leaves. Yeah. All politicians have gone mental. hmm Uh, there's riots all over the planet. Mm-hmm. And we're in a pandemic, and we're in survival mode because we have to go and hunt all of our food. At Pretty much. A at, supermarket.
0: Yeah, at the supermarket.
1: Yeah, which is <laughs> which is a bit of a walk, you know. hmm Uh, yeah. But isn't it weird because the whole mask wearing culture. To me, is almost like Mad Max, anyway, because like if you're in a dystopian future, mm. you'd all have masks on, because you'd all be doing crimes, wouldn't you?
0: In some dystopian futures, yeah.
1: Well, not in the one you're thinking of, <laughs> obviously, but in the current one, everyone is. You see, so mm-hmm. uh, that, you hopefully mean the
0: dystopian present then.
1: Yeah, but the, the, the dystopian <laughs> fact. <laughs> yes. Well, next week could lead to even more of mask wearing stuff. I don't know, nonsense, but. It's interesting, isn't it? Like everything is, uh, well, one thing I found, because in the UK, it's all like Church of England, Christian, born from Catholicism kind of a deal. Mm. Uh, Henry VIII obviously wanted to murder a lot of people. I mean, his wives. Uh, He was the original serial killer, let's face (laughs) it. Uh, Well, not the original. I think people predated him. Mm -hmm. We just didn't write about him. He was our monarch. Mm -hmm. Fancy that. That's why you never want the monarch to take over again. Mm -hmm. Not back to last week. Two weeks. Last episode, mm. I keep forgetting that we're on two weeks. It feels <laughs> I have like no a blur. Concept of
0: time I anymore. It's
1: all gone crazy. Ugh. Or rosemary, or oregano, whatever your herb is. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say about Henry VIII, right? So he separates from the church, Catholic Church, starts a uh, Church of England, so he can have divorces and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're still in that vibe. So we have Good Friday. To be honest this is very average friday most fridays
0: as, are pretty good though
1: as far as fridays friday. go <laughs> uh it was, it all, was right. all
0: right <laughs> it's
1: <was> not great <laughs> weather was nice mm. it was really hot mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: saturday i don't know what saturday is in the easter holiday just a saturday Sunday's easter sunday mm-hmm. and then we have easter monday just because we want to cash in mm. i guess easter sunday is for the kids and everyone and Easter Monday is for the hangover <laughs> But you get because obviously the party stays a lot later uh-huh. uh, with the adults. Uh-huh. I'm guessing. Not really sure.
0: Although, like you said, it's uh, not much different to every other day these days.
1: Really not. <laughs> well, here's the thing in the UK. It's like everything's shut down earlier on Friday. Mm. So like a couple hours earlier, which is normal practice in a normal world. But considering that everything's been shut anyway mm-hmm. the things the very few things that are still open shut down early i don't understand that it's mm-hmm. illogical so obviously people aren't suffering as much as they'd have us believe let's say that much uh you know big coffee shops and stuff like this mentioning no names costas uh mr costa it mr. Cost, costs cost a lot to run a coffee shop
0: sure does Shear does?
1: Where did you go with that? That was like pseudo New Zealand Irish. Shear does. So yeah, supermarkets and everything shut down early. Uh, Today they don't seem to have. And tomorrow they will shut down early again. And then Monday probably they'll shut down early again. Is there a bank holiday? Which is also funny because no banks are open. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Uh, No, I think banks are open.
1: Banks are open. Yeah. So it's a not bank holiday, bank holiday, but banks are open they're holiday
0: considered Because uh... Oh, no, I meant, like, in general, banks are open. Oh, in general? Open, banks
1: are in generally open. Uh,
0: because they're considered essential. But no, they're not going to be open on Monday because it's a public holiday.
1: I always find it funny, right? Because you think anyone who goes into a bank with a mask on is going to rob <laughs> it. That's what you think, yeah. normally. Obviously, the rules are non-applicable at this point current point in time because anyone who doesn't go into a bank with a mask on is allowed in the mm-hmm. bank strange mm-hmm. however because it's all illogical it's all like reverse logic of a lot of things in life so what if you uh think of all those places that have spent literally billions billions of pounds dollars yen ren stimpy whatever currency you, you're on p- potatoes do they sell anything potatoes anyway no, no? <laughs> Uh, that was pesetas. Only in your in head. We used to call pesetas in Spain potatoes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, I did because yeah. I was uh, uh, still am stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't just stupid then. I'm still pretty stupid. Yeah.
0: But the exchange rate was pretty high. So you'd need like, what, a thousand potatoes?
1: Pesetas. Yeah, I know. Which is like almost potatoes which is a Spanish for potato. Mm. See, what, see, see how confusing that is? Mm. Potatoes. I want to say pasta,
0: potatoes, potatoes, If anyone's
1: craving pasta potatoes, I'm sorry. What gnocchi? Potatoes. Who's gnocchi? He's no, Pinocchio. He said
0: pasta potatoes
1: Yeah, you ever seen an Italian gnocchi you it <laughs> know No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they knock it around quite a lot, oh. especially in football. Uh, oh. So yeah, I, I was honestly on the trail then. It was a woodland one. I'm envisioning it. I'm always becoming a yoga type. You're on a trail. It's a wooden one. No, it's not a wooden one. What? It's in the woodlands. There you go. It's a wooden one in the woodlands. That's almost cannibalistic.
0: A wooden trail.
1: Could be, in your imagination. Don't doesn't that isn't that like the biggest con ever when they yoga tapes? You know those uh, ease your mind stuff where it's like imagine oh, you're in a shore. I had
0: no idea what you were talking about for a second. Yoga tapes.
1: Well, it's a good segue, right? Because if I was in a yoga class, I remember doing this when we were in junior school. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I don't know what the equivalent is. I think
0: you mean like meditation tapes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. like Like freedom, free free your mind. Yeah. Right? they do doing yoga in America because they're all confused. And it's like New Age, everything right. just thrown together. And it becomes a thing, you know. Uh, sorry if you're a part of the New Age movement in America. <laughs> but to us scholaristic Hi. types, and obviously I'm stupid because I think the Spanish used to pay for stuffed <laughs> potatoes. Mm. I can say whatever I want. Stupid is a free pass. Mm. That's what it is
0: uh freedom of stupid
1: yeah mm. yeah yeah never never ridicule a stupid person they're free <laughs> to be as stupid as they want to be yes. uh so on oh,
0: ignorance is bliss
1: is it <laughs> i don't know some people might say that that's <laughs> not true can start wars uh but what i say is um yeah, so the self help thing. This is a tangent, right? So you know how they used to go like, you know, imagine that you're on a woodland trail,
0: mm, right? And you yeah. can hear
1: running water in the distance. Yeah. Half the audience is now asleep. Sorry, folks. Uh, and you know, I was always the guy that projected scary stuff, so it didn't really help me. I didn't see the point of it. Mm. It's like hypnotism. Yeah, when people tried to hypnotize me, I wouldn't stop laughing. Mm. Not that I was often tried to be hypnotized, but I I just I'm so skeptical with that sort of stuff, right? So being a creative person, you live in your own head a lot. So you go to the woodland trail, and it's halfway through, and there's a big bear, and he's running after you. That's what your brain's doing. So mm. it's like passive, and then there's a bear. But the biggest one's the shoreline, right? So when you you're put by the beach. You know, imagine you're on a sandy beach, mm. June. Or you something. can hear
0: the waves crashing. Yeah, you can onto hear the, the waves sand. crashing.
1: Well, the logic of crashing isn't a pleasant thing to think about, is it? So the no, waves just the caressing the shoreline, and you can hear the ripples and all of the Those kind of nonsense. In
0: the the seagulls in the
1: distance eating someone's ice cream. No, you know, <laughs> that kind of, but that's what it does. It also it it starts like they're trying to set a serene image, yeah. right? But it always goes chaotic in my head. Okay. You know, and any the tank crashes into a rock, <laughs> kills a bunch of wildlife. What? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. You know, yeah. and I, I probably started laughing in the classes because I'm seeing all this carnage, you know, because I don't think it's very good if you're a creative person to ever be able to free your thoughts. I don't think it works.
0: So for you, it wasn't like a meditation tape. It was actually like an improvisational exercise.
1: No, because I'm visual anyway. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I think 90% of the world in that that kind of movement, the the help yourself sleep stuff, they'll get irritated with the tapes at night. I don't think audio at night helps anyone, Mm. you know, because it wakes you up. Like I've fallen asleep so many times to like a podcast or something like this.
0: Yeah.
1: And you just wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, I left that on. Yeah, You know, someone will start shouting and you get like these bits of sleep and then you come back.
0: Isn't that supposed to also help like your subconscious or whatever? So it well, doesn't there was, matter if there was a theory
1: where you could learn stuff yeah. in your subconscious, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to these tapes. I find that to be utter nonsense, yeah, to be fair.
0: Can, can you imagine stuff?
1: going to that job interview, right? Oh, I see here that you had no university qualifications. No, but I listened to a load of tapes and I can tell you about quantum <laughs> physics. What? Yeah, because, you know, my subconscious has been, yeah. It
0: would be great if it worked, because then, you know, I'd listen to the language tapes at night and then wake up fluent.
1: It always seems to me like it's a gimmick, like the internet almost that came from the military. Mm. And it did something in testing. Yeah. And then it became carte blanche around the world. Mm. You know, like these sort of self-help hypnosis kind of suggestive monologues. Yeah. But I honestly would say that the people who were... A positive test subject weren't the everyday human being on a planet mm. i think everyone's too chaotic for it i mean i know people who have successfully fallen asleep to heavy metal mm. and like drum and bass and really chaotic music yeah. because that's their thing the opposite of uh you know static you know <laughs> and yeah like a, a beach isn't i think the thing that was always funny to me about the self and i don't know why this whole podcast episode is becoming a self-help type but One thing, we're analyzing self-help tapes. This is how bad (laughs) things have got for us. Everybody relax. On on Easter in uh, 2021, you heard it here first, we are the only people in the world analyzing self-help and uh, easy sleep tapes or audio or whatever. It's Sound of Wales. How how is Sound of Wales relaxing?
0: I think they add music to it. Yeah, but... so it's calming. So it's the sound
1: of Wales with a really good jazz <laughs> percussion man. Like that's just stupid. I don't
0: know. I've never heard it, but the, I, that's why I I'm, imagine.
1: The, it, well, I think it comes from like a kind of Celtic idea, but again, it's not very relaxing. Mm. To me, would not relaxing be the lack of anything? Like they, they cut. You're on a grassy hill. Yeah right surrounded by a bunch of grassy hills and mm-hmm. there's butterflies and stuff you might hear a, a bird singing mm-hmm. but aren't you so tempted in your brain to go and then this rain
0: starts No,
1: <laughs> then you feel the a patter of rain and there's a lightning cloud and then a plane crashes and falls into the floor in front of you what
0: I don't think I can listen to anything with water. Otherwise, I need the bathroom. That's
1: the worst. <laughs> yeah. But it's all this sensory stuff. Like, yeah. there's a lot of belief. And I, you're like, if you're listening right now and you're into all of this stuff, you can probably talk about it. But I'm stupid. Yeah, and I've got a degree in great, stupid. You know, <laughs> I literally got a PhD in being stupid. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, it is. No. Pizza no. Hut delivery. And I've got one. Yeah. It's you on the You got, got phone. a Pizza Hut delivery. Yeah, but... it's a PhD. I've got one. Uh, so the stupidity is like, you know, the crystal stuff. Yeah. Like everyone's got these crystals. Yeah. And they've got a birthstone.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know and how stupid that is?
0: Different crystals supposedly have different energies, etc., etc. Yeah, et cetera. stupid.
1: The only thing crystals have they is different pretty, breaking though. point. It's a different breaking point. If you send a rhythm through it, it'll mm. blow up. Okay. And they all have different rhythms. Yeah you can play like... You mean like frequencies. Frequency. Like, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. I said rhythms. Each, yeah. Each, I don't know why each I said rock that. has a different each, genre. Each crystal dances <laughs> at a different You genre. Know, it has genre. A different
0: music in its heart.
1: Yeah. But um, I've never really... Because <laughs> it's rock, you know. The crystal kind of thing I don't really get. doesn't really make sense to me. Mm. It feels like it's based on feng shui, which I know. Mm-hmm. And feng shui, by the way, if you're listening, and I could talk about this for hours, but I'm not going to. I'll give you the footnotes. Feng shui is not how good your interior design is, <laughs> which most people think it is now. It isn't. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. It's actually a science. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it's natural science. So it's a lot of stuff like plate tectonics and all of the tectonic plates and stuff like this falls into feng shui originally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of like geology, yeah. basically. But it's become ridiculous yeah. because, again, it ended up in <laughs> California. Not saying anything's wrong with that. But people, it's like, um, there's a lot of things, right? It's so a Reiki and stuff, like all of this, like spiritual healing stuff, a lot of it has a lot of truth in it, right? But the actual origins of Reiki it was a Japanese guy that was probably looking into like healing in the kind of transcendental meditation, sort of Shaolin style rather than the Indian style one mm. and basically couldn't understand it but got the footnotes, went off, practiced, and had result doing sort of a placebo effect. Yeah. So a lot of the education in these things is almost like half, correct?
0: It comes from a real place, but the interpretation is Simplified.
1: (laughs) It's almost simplified. Yeah. Like it's kind of nuts.
0: That makes me think of, because you said Indian, I think the crystal thing might come from India because uh, of the chakras, and it was like different colors or different... uh, but don't Doesn't it, doesn't it you know? think,
1: don't you think that that's how you teach stupid people? Like myself, who thinks you pay for potatoes in Spain. Or pay with potatoes. You do pay for potatoes <laughs> in Spain, <laughs> see? Stupid. For example, like, this black one goes here, this red one goes here, this yellow one goes yeah. here. So you can teach people yeah. where the shackle lines are. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the actual thing having any correlation to it?
0: Uh, teaching the symbolism rather than the...
1: It's so like the Chinese Zodiac. Yeah. Chinese Zodiac, you got a character and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that's nonsense to teach someone how to do it because they're too stupid, like myself. So you have to use a cartoon picture or something, like, you know, to teach them some kind of real serious stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe that was it. Like, and, and I think the crystal thing actually comes from loads of different places. Probably. I think the crystal thing comes from the like, these elemental minerals benefits to crystals and formations and stuff like this that's all true you can see in your diet by the way Mm -hmm. so you don't really have to go to like the actual like i got this quartz crystal because it's really good if i suck on it what (laughs) you know like basically that's there's elemental reasons for that like Mm -hmm. you can have certain sensitivities and blah 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 to certain things thing is how it all comes across is like mad people Mm. You know, like, I filled my room full of, like, rose quartz and, like, emeralds. Why? Because it gets the bad mojo out. What's mm. the bad mojo? Don't think it'll help you in an earthquake, just saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of these weird superstitions flying around, is what I'm saying. Mm. I think they all come from a real place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's all crazy. Yeah. So this new age hippie thing, it's mad. Mm. But, you know... It's it's kind of the argument, right? So if you're into like spiritual healing or faith healing or something like this, or you've got a healer, quote unquote, or a masseuse or whatever, mm-hmm. it's all kind of your own self-protection, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. But it
1: it almost seems like it's an easy way to con someone out of their money.
0: Um, I think for a lot of people, it's almost like it doesn't hurt. So, you know, might as well that's how superstitions work right so you're not necessarily like avoiding things but you're like oh well it doesn't hurt to you know do it if it brings me luck then
1: great well it's it's a really interesting juxtaposition all right because the uk is listening to this and thinking we're full of nonsense which is standard uk how we think about stuff hasn't really happened here i think it's one in a billion people uh in the british consciousness we haven't got a billion people in britain but what i'm saying is it's a very rare day that you see someone getting into all the crystal stuff in this country probably more of it is probably descended from trying to be into witchcraft or whatever white witchcraft and mm-hmm. stuff that's what we really call new age yeah. here like tarot readings and stuff like this uh, i think tarot readings are very easy explanation because that was just someone from cornwall who couldn't say tea. They were they were talking about tea reading, mm. and they just dribbled out the word tarot. and as we know, that's a purple vegetable you get in Asia.
0: I was gonna say yeah, taro yeah. reading. Could when I be say tarot like, cards, you bring your own taro uh, root vegetable to the yeah, reading. Yeah, and it's got
1: <laughs> it's got like a newspaper printout on it, but they just can't read it because they're farmers.
0: That's a whole different kind of tarot reading right
1: there tarot but the actual roots of tarot this is what's interesting right so the roots of tarot is that it was a game played by celtic people Mm -hmm. it was a it was a kid's game in ireland years ago yeah that had no correlation to anything mystical whatsoever Mm. except for the characters are slightly weird and they've all got a story yeah but then someone thought i could use this as a medium Mm. and leave it to chance like if you have a bunch of sticks, throw them up in the air, whatever falls, you can read that. Yeah. Because the act of throwing up in the air and it falls is complete chaos. It's like Pants just total random how the sticks fall.
0: Even though it's not really random. Because depending on uh, the trajectory and gravity, then it's not Well,
1: really... <laughs> one thing is true, you can never repeat it. Mm. You can't repeat a pen, it's too random.
0: That reminds me of a game that I played as a kid, Pick Up Sticks. Wow! Yeah,
1: we have different childhoods. <laughs> when you were small, you played a game called Pick Up Sticks.
0: I did a, isn't it a thing?
1: You've heard this here, folks. No, we played Nintendo.
0: You throw the sticks on the. Is that what you do? On the
1: ground. See, <laughs> like and then you pick them up.
0: sticks. No, and then you have, have another stick, and you gotta like pick up a stick without moving any of. It's basically like Jenga, but everything's scattered on the floor. And you can't touch anything else, and you know, and you you have to get as many.
1: It sounds like you're in a refugee camp.
0: That's
1: what it sounds like. It sounds like. (laughs) We had this game, it's called Burning Tire. Oh,
0: life was so much more simple. We had this
1: game called Objective uh, Guess if that's a horse or a donkey. That's what we had. Yes, okay, so
0: you were lucky you had. Did you ever play
1: that game when you were a kid called (laughs) Is This Blade of Grass Taller Than This One? (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. We
0: didn't have grass.
1: You didn't have grass. No. Yeah, grass. Actually, we did have grass. Yeah, I lied. Yeah, I you lie. did.
0: But we were in a an apartment, so the grass was public grass. It wasn't like private uh you know forest like we have here.
1: <laughs> I'm still trying to imagine how many hours of fun pickup sticks was. Pick that sounds so bad.
0: And it sticks S T I X. Oh, okay. Because it's like this seems, I'll tell you what that
1: seems like, right? The... That seems like the game that didn't sell in <laughs> Europe was shipped to Hong Kong as a test and <laughs> experiment. They'll play it. They play it even from these kids, right?
0: Isn't there like a rhyme? I think five, it wouldn't six, have passed, I think
1: I think it wouldn't have passed <laughs> in this country or America because of choking hazards. Mm. That's why I don't think we played that. Even though Kaplunk was ludicrous because they were like kebab sticks that you put in through... A glass tower, kind of a deal. What's
0: Kaplunk?
1: Kaplunk, right, is like Jenga with needles. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. See, this
1: is this is a great conversation because we've <laughs> gone all the way over the place. You've skipped the whole point I was going to make about tarot, but we'll get back to that. The all right. So Kaplunk basically had this like plastic tower, like cylinder mm. in the center. It was full of holes.
0: Okay. And
1: he rammed a bunch of like sticks in.
0: Okay.
1: All different colors.
0: A hey, sticks.
1: So basically, you'd be like the red needles. I'd be the blue needles. I'm okay. be the green needles. Yeah. Terry over there, who doesn't exist, but is a phantom. I only think I can see him. You'd be the yellow needles. And you all have your color needles, right? Stick them all into this thing in a random order. Okay. Pour a bunch of marbles in it. Mm. And then you all have to pour your sticks out. Okay. So this was pre-Jenga. Jenga.
0: And how do you win?
1: The person who puts all most sticks out without the marbles falling wins. Okay. So basically, you're trying to minimize the marble fall because it falls into like collective whatever. Right. So if I pull uh, my first sort of blue one out, and a ball falls through the gaps, which is almost impossible in the first go. Mm. I'll get one point against me. But then it's the crescendo. Okay. Yeah. It's that big crescendo. Which I don't know why game board game developers for kids are mental. They're like (laughs) loud and scary. Which is why I'm just gonna say, like, basically, this is why it's no surprise to me that as video games come out,
0: yeah,
1: kids only want to play terrifying stuff.
0: The terrifying game when I played as a kid was the um the crocodile. Teeth? The snapping yeah,
1: one. You have yeah, you had to pull the teeth out. Well, you had like... You had Buckaroo. <laughs> mm. You had Pop-Up Pirate. Yeah. You had the teeth crocodile thing yeah. where you're a crocodile dentist, which, by the way, not a job anyone should do. <laughs> uh, I think
0: everyone played
1: that game. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's always a timed sort of jump scare. Yeah. I don't understand why people thought I was a smart idea because, like, Kaplunk was like that. You knew, you knew The tensions build. This is like... So, you know how many people are like, right, horror films and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Why would anyone make a horror film? Yeah. It's ingrained.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> you're
1: wait, like, basically, you take Jenga. And that's the one everyone knows, right? Yeah. Jenga, big tower. You're pulling out the things. You all know it's going to fall. Yeah. You all know it's going to happen. It's, it's
0: an eventuality. Right? But if you
1: film that like a movie, okay, like a game <laughs> of Jenga with like a phantom camera, all the slow-mo stuff that you're used to, right? And the brick's coming out bit by bit. And you put a suspense track. You know, like a terrifying, <laughs> ee, great cheese, great kind of cheese. soundtrack. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like, ee, like sort of running their fingernails. Ah, so, yeah, exactly. Don't
0: do that. Well, that's
1: the opposite of a passive time in a in an audio experience, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the You're, exact opposite. Right.
1: But you got those kind of like, you know, someone who can't play violin, who always gets a gig on the horror films to mm-hmm. do the soundtrack. That guy you can't play the violin. we will get him tonight.
0: That there, guy. There's a Chinese phrase for that. Is there? Yeah, someone who basically plays the violin very badly, or the sound that sound. It's uh, it's called uh, killing the chicken.
1: Right. Yeah. So you've learned something that's supremely Easter. <laughs> right there. That's uh, that's terrifying. So if
0: someone is really bad, I'm going to start referring violin, to you as is... say that they're killing sure, a chicken. Sure, but I'm
1: going to start saying that you're you're pickup sticks girl. So that's what I'm going to say about you. That's your new moniker. Uh, so basically, imagine. So we're back to the Jenga, slow mo, pulling the bricks out. Mm. That horrific, you know, suspense track you always get in the horror films. It's kind of there as an ambience with a heavy breathing sound, heavy breathing sound. Mm -hmm. But that's what the cool kids are doing now. They don't have the whole suspense track that you get like on the audio soundtrack stuff for free if you look online at certain websites. They do the whole silence is more, right? Mm. That's the current Hollywood trend. Silence is more, right? So you just need the horrible sort of one string violin played by a cheese grater and heavy breathing. So you put that over this Jenga tower and you know it's coming, you know it's coming. First brick's out, relief. Right? Relief. Goes back to normal time, it's not slow-mo anymore. Mm-hmm. Guy's got a big grin on his face, puts his brick down. Ha ha, I'm successful. <laughs> Second one has it go. Sweating a bit. It's like disarming a bomb now. Yeah. Let's get a bit more tense.
0: Heartbeat.
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Leaf a weapon. Kind of, <laughs> it all lies on which wire do I cut? Which wire do I cut? It's that kind of tension, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, ah, relax. He's cool. He's got it. It's bricks out. He's got it. It's good. It's all good. Then moron, moron guy. <laughs> moron guy has a go. Ah, uh, it's, it's you know he he's looking too confident. Mm. He's got a manacle grin. He's looking like he's he knows what he's doing, but he doesn't. And, of course, he goes to the wrong one. The whole audience now is like, oh, my God, can't see this. Can't see his hands over their eyes kind of thing. That's all you need to do for a horror film, play Jenga.
0: That's a terrible film. And I'll
1: tell you what, well, <laughs> most, most horror films these days are pretty terrible. But I will say this, uh... like, you know how you think of that suspense?
0: Yeah.
1: And the, the, the anguish. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to have that crocodile thing snap on you. No, you don't. want you the buckaroo to buckaroo. You don't want no. a pirate to pop out. No. Right? It's like Operation. How stressful was that game? We're actually taking things out with tweezers. Oh, that was a stressful game. I and never buzzers? played that. Oh, but it's nasty. Buzz, yeah, buzzer yeah, yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, it's like the operation thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you ever want to be a doctor because you played Operation, <laughs> I'd be scared. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. It's not that easy. Mm. All right. But uh, so what I'm saying is the suspense thing. It's no surprise to me, kids. Like, I'm talking predominantly dudes, males. And the reason I'm doing this isn't to be like, you know, gender or anything. It's because most females I've ever known are smarter. (laughs) All right? Okay. They they know if something's scary, they're they're not interested, right? Which is smart. Mm. Best you listen to the sea crashing waves. (laughs)
0: Okay. The whales. The birds in the meadow. The dolphins.
1: That's smart. <laughs> Don't smack your end head full of like jump scare carnage. Yeah. It's crazy because like I feel like the guys always preferred the jump scares in those board games mm. or tabletop games yeah. than the girls. I think girls would prefer to play game of life or something, from my understanding of life. Mm. Which is why guys remember game of life. guys like have like toys with weapons and stuff. Yeah. And the girls have the dream house or whatever. You know, like, this isn't, this isn't a conversation that's, like, neutral. There are some girls that really are chaos mm-hmm. demons and you should probably put them in jail <laughs> no. at the age of three because they love carnage, right? They're quite happy with carnage. But for the majority, there is a brain difference, right? Mm. So I think girls probably go to horror films because they think the dudes will protect them. Mm. But in reality... If that is the relationship.
0: Yeah.
1: But if in reality, the guys tend to be hiding more than the girls and trying to play off that they're really machismo. Because mm-hmm. I know every time I went to see a horror film with any females, mm-hmm. not because it was a date or anything like this, just because it was a college outing and that's what we did to each other because we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Again, idiot. Thought that you paid for things with potatoes in Spain. Uh, basically, I did this thing. I invented this thing. It's a really good thing and it's a tip for anyone to watch the movie in your entire peripheral vision. So make sure that you've got an uh, an object like popcorn, look at the popcorn (laughs) and acknowledge that there's a film going somewhere in the corner of your eye (laughs) and you'll be fine. And you can pass it off like, (laughs) how lame was that horror film? And everyone else is like literally having a heart attack around you. Mm -hmm. The case in point, right? You can kind of desensitize yourself to it, to the scare stuff. Because mm-hmm. cinemas are very brutal environments to watch a horror film because it's it's very unavoidable.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the soundtrack's scary enough, man. Yeah, that it's you don't, very You could probably do what I did with the hint, like yeah. the popcorn thing, and just put, like, no images on and just have the soundtrack and it'd be just as mm-hmm. freaky. I had to review a lot of stuff because I used to work for a uh virgin in in video department of virgin megastore mm-hmm. so that's you how young i am uh basically <laughs> we had to review loads of stuff mm-hmm. and one of the things i had to do was get my head around horror because there was a season and usually summer where horror was immensely popular yeah so you are having to watch stuff you really don't want to watch and I had one night with like eight movies and it was back to back horror mm. stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original 70s one, all the way to like, I don't know, No on Elm Street, stuff like this. These are things now that look really ancient, arcane. Yeah. They did them because they're all sort of 80s, 70s, but it's kind of not a good time mentally to go through eight hours of nothing but horror in one night. Yeah but you have to do this kind of stuff to review stuff or be able to ask questions or whatever. And uh, it desensitizes you to it. Mm. It's almost like if you're terrified of heights and you keep going on roller coasters, no big deal. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's that first time that's horrible and it can set, it can define you. Go on a roller coaster first time, you love it, it's a brilliant experience, love it better than anything else, you're going to like roller coasters. If you come off it and you really hate Everyone that got you to go on it, you hate the idea of a roller coaster. You don't want to see a roller coaster again. Don't try and desensitize yourself to roller coasters. Chances are you ain't going to like them.
0: What if you're neither?
1: If you're neither, usually you're a sociopath, right? So if you've got no emotions whatsoever... then you usually have a secret to hide. And you're fascinated <laughs> with, like, animals' internal bits and bobs, you know, like, stuff like that. Yeah, Dexter. Like, you're Dexter, basically, is I'm what you are. I'm not Dexter. I'm just saying. You're Voldemort. How's no. that? <laughs> That's what Voldemort was like. He's, he's an interesting child, but he has no emotions. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's not really interested in anything except for darkness and power.
0: I don't like um roller coasters. I don't hate them, but I don't really see the point. It's actually a bit like my opinion on um, horror films. Like I don't, I don't like horror films, but not because of the scary stuff or the or the you know the jumps or the blood or gore or whatever. Right? It's more that the story's usually not great. Like by the end of it, I'm like. Ugh, well, right? I
1: think horror works, and a lot of people will agree or disagree with this. But I think horror works best in books. Mm. It always felt like a way more powerful genre in a novel. Yeah. Because certain things in a book, when you're reading it, and you're reading it to yourself. I don't know anyone who reads a book out aloud, (laughs) unless they're learning how to read. Well, a fully grown adult on a train set this up, reading a Stephen King book. And Georgie looked in the mirror and he saw his reflection. No one does that on a Unless train. Unless
0: he's trying to pretend that he's an audiobook. <laughs>
1: maybe. Well, maybe he's trying to do but that.
0: For me, that's just the difference. Like I prefer or, thrillers over horror because horror tends to... And I know they do crossover and stuff, but thrillers the, 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 often have okay, like morality. So the, com- the concept of
1: horror in a novel mm. is that it's an individual experience. You're not sharing it with an audience. There is no machismo effect. It's a slow burn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's not like something that freaks you out straight away. No. Realistically, it doesn't freak you out. What I always like liken horror in a novel mm. too, is like having an extremely potent whiskey. You take it, you're drunk for five minutes, and then it's burnt out your system and you're okay, seemingly. Don't recommend that, though. Don't try drinking whiskey to see the effect. My point is, like, it's a slow burn. Mm. So... The horror, essentially, you are very well prepared for it when it comes. It's not a sudden impact. There's no suspense. It's not a heart attack around a corner. Mm-hmm. It's a slow, cerebral experience. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty hard to imagine this stuff. But if you take any from the horror genre as a novel and start reading it out, yeah. it then becomes easily ludicrous.
0: Yeah.
1: Because the ideas are so stupid. Essentially... It's terrifying when you're in it. Yeah. When I say terrifying is a bit harsh. It's unnerving, yeah, unnerving when you're in is the book. A good
0: word. yeah.
1: Right. But when you start reading it out loud, like if you take it, it's a really good example. Stephen King is it. Sure, yeah. When you start talking about a guy called Pennywise the Dancing Clown, yeah. <laughs> that sentence alone is like, really? Yeah. I'm scared of this. Mm-hmm. But in the book world, mm-hmm. it's all containing. Yeah. Now these don't translate well to film because what you're doing when you're making it a film is you're talking out aloud.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because in a book you got all the cerebral, all the all the internal thoughts and the building up and how everything. You've
1: got the creepy factor. You've got the world builds. building. It's uncomfortable, but it's mm. descriptive, so you kind of know where you are as a setting. Yeah. But when you start reading out aloud, it becomes ludicrous.
0: When it's a film, you, you, that element's gone.
1: But it's also interesting because horror as a genre is ludicrous when you try to explain it to someone. <laughs> if you to try to explain uh, Romeo and Juliet, it's not ludicrous. Mm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a narrative that, that's got romance within the narrative, even though it's tragic, mm-hmm. right? But horror... Like Freddy, like Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Okay. There's a dude that appears in your dreams. is heavily burnt, like a six degree burn victim, and he's got metal uh, blades on his hand, and he likes to crack one liners. Not very scary. It's kind of weird.
0: Crack one liners.
1: Yeah, yeah. He started off as a legitimate horror character, but people loved the character so much. That They gave him personality, trying to soften him up with a sense of humor. Oh. And in the 80s and the 90s, every film was only cool if it had one-liners. Okay. Take everything Arnold Schwarzenegger did back in the 80s and 90s. Right. You can't stop having one-liners not <laughs> it. Good. You're not going to intend that hat convention in July, crushing a guy's head. You know, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if you ever wanted to be a farmer, here's a couple of acres. You know, like, kicks him in the nuts, right? That was films predominantly, eggs. and these were actually cross pseudo sci fi thriller mystery. This stuff won't fly now. Mm. But there was something captivating, it's like the serial killer thing. Mm. There's more of an audience for the serial killer than anyone appalled by the serial killer's actions because it's so bizarre. People almost like think they're heroes. It's the same in horror. If you think about all of the uh, classic American monster movies. The Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein.
0: Yeah.
1: They're icons. Yeah. But you never know anything about anyone else who's in it. (laughs) What about Uncle Ted, who's the guy that stopped the Wolfman? What about Farmer Joseph, who stopped Frankenstein's monsters roaming around? You know what I mean? It's like the good guy element in horror films is completely forgotten. Mm. You're there for the, the evil. And again, as books, they have a different universe. Yeah. But when Universal took over the monster movie... It predominantly set it up as a franchise because way back in the day, it was all the obvious stuff. The Wolfman, which comes from various book lore yeah. in, in the UK and around the world. Classic novels. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline Hyde, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Dracula, Bram Stoker's, totally different from the Bella Legalsi portrayal of it or the Hammer Horror version. And then Frankenstein, which is a brilliant, brilliant gothic thriller Text. horror yeah, contextual story. It's not even really a horror. It's not. Really.
0: The the horror element at that time was simply the science...
1: The so, horror the element of that... Element. The horror element of that time is how do we get the budget to make this a movie? It's no. really expensive. I mean, no. wow. No. No, to make this realistic is tough.
0: I think Mary Shelley dreamed of it. Like, she had this nightmare and it's, then she
1: wrote it. Well, yeah. It's a very... Well, that's a different era. Yeah, that's when you're going back. to... That's what to, I mean.
0: Like horror then was also it more, was also moralistic. it
1: was also more like turbulent, sort of nightmarish times to live in. Mm-hmm. Being the Gothic era, mm-hmm. which was when a lot of that stuff was written. Yeah, like Jacqueline Hyde always made me think it was precursor Jack the Ripper stuff because that was going on
0: mm-hmm. in London. Yeah,
1: and it feels very akin to it. Victorian, you know,
0: same shade.
1: Of grey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so of what was all the classic stuff, which was based on classical literature? If you go to Universal, still in uh, Hollywood, in North Hollywood in California, the car parks are all set up, like the parking lots, sorry, car parks being English, the parking lots in America, the multi-stories, are all set up with, say, Frankenstein parking lot, Bella Lagos' Dracula, t-rex from jurassic park oh. they're all set up like that with a theme okay. so you know where your car is i'll oh, park my car in dracula <laughs> you know it's that logic i don't know why he was like i park my car in dracula i don't know i don't know what voice you prefer but it's usually a british tourist uh anyway so they were the originals they were done to death and then people started getting creative they did jason voorhees friday the 13th mm. Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, Michael Myers, not to be confused with Mike Myers, who played Austin Powers, Michael Myers. He's a very different kind of a dude uh, who's in Halloween franchise. And these guys, predominantly through the 70s all the way to the 90s, even to this day, are the top billing film franchise faces of horror. Everything around that is either a Stephen King adaptation mm. or Stephen King's son adaptation or anything that's kind of a copycat, like Stranger Things or something.
0: Mm. Or Korean.
1: Well, Korean stuff always is almost true crime. It's not necessarily that's horror. It's more
0: like... Except for
1: Train to Busan, that's tragedy. not a true crime. <laughs> mm. But, you know, like, predominantly it's interesting because Asia has a whole different take on horror to the yeah, West. Yeah,
0: it really is. Asia is basically
1: different. horror as a martial art film with a vampire in it. Yeah. Basically. In China, in Hong Kong, you know, predominantly it's not horror. Korea and Japan have done some like ultra violent, gory sort of super cerebral. But it's not horror, it's more thriller. It's more thriller and and the darkness in a lot of their stuff is because of believability in it. When they do a monster movie, it's actually comical.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like it there's there's a bit of a, you know tongue-in-cheek about it like Godzilla really really you're scared of this big huge glove puppet that's walking around smashing buildings that are made out of cardboard up really Mm. you know Mm. it's different whereas in the US the money is in terrifying people because in the USA a lot of people want um I think they want to take their girl on a date where she's absolutely freaked out, and they can look so like the knight can in shining armor. Cling to you. Ah. Yeah, but I, I, would say this, and this is the USA. This is <laughs> I've seen so many things in the USA. I can tell you this is true. point nine percent, nine point ninety nine percent of the time, it's 99. the cheese thing. Ninety nine point nine.
0: Ninety nine. You said nine point. That's nine only 10%.
1: point decimal turnover point of three point zero 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 seven to the fact of ninety nine point nine percent of the time.
0: whatever that is
1: (laughs) that means something to someone uh it's because the machismo thing i want to protect you you know i want to see you scared and then i want to protect you go on a date life will be good and you'll think i was the guy that saved your life Mm. i mean the funny the irony is that most streets in la at this current time are as scarier than any movie (laughs) so if you want to go on a date just go hand in hand and walk through it i don't know it's the same kind of feeling you can actually be a hero. But I do say that you should do a couple of years of uh, martial arts, uh, mixed martial arts, Brazilian <laughs> jiu jitsu before you try it.
0: Just in or have case. a weapons license. <laughs> I don't know. Or you could become a survivalist.
1: Or you could become a survivalist.
0: Get the skills.
1: Who's listened to audio tapes of beaches and should know properly how a crashing wave sounds. Mm. Seriously, wouldn't it be better and way more easier to put someone to sleep or rest their mind by having a reassurance tape?
0: Reassurance yeah,
1: rate. where instead of crashing waves and stuff, you got someone saying, I believe in you. <laughs> I think you're fantastic.
0: Uh, but that
1: kind of creates a crazy ego Yeah, state. that's more like
0: an ego <laughs> That's probably what Donald
1: Trump <laughs> listens to when he sleeps.
0: You're amazing. <laughs> you're, you're the fantastic. man, dude. you can do it.
1: You're going to do it. It's <laughs> again. Yeah, I don't know, man. Donald Trump, what can you do? So uh, going back to tarot, because I feel like it's time to. Okay. It started off as a card game, played by kids. Mm -hmm. All of the things have characters. The medium that was created in tarot was basically like someone filling a story in between the stories and then convincing people. And it's this fateful thing, like you throw up a bunch of cards and the way they land in that particular order, which is completely your energy that's dictated it because we got you to throw the cards Mm -hmm. up. We can do a reading off that because there's a medium. The whole point of mediums is... There's an interaction yeah. that you've got to have with an object yeah. so then they can read what Your you've left energy, behind, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a little bit nuts because mm-hmm. that's why tea leaves and stuff like this are red. And stuff like this. Yeah. There's got to be truth to all of this stuff, but I feel like the, the point has been missed. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of this stuff came from a very clever carnival trick. Where people would say really obvious. It's almost like a lie detection test. You know how they've realized how lie detection tests are very improbable. Like, they're not completely perfect. You can lie on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the biggest reasons lie detector test fails rather than a person failing, the person cheats it, is because they're sociopath. Mm. The FBI let that nugget of information back (laughs) in the 80s out or something like this. Oh, yeah. If you're a sociopath, you don't have any emotions, man. So,
0: (laughs) how can we test if your
1: heartbeat's raising? You know, like, did you kill the guys? No. Dead silence, Mm. right? Did you arrange them on a mantelpiece? No. You know what I mean? Like, sociopaths don't have that beat. So, if you're someone like with on a spectrum probably of autism, probably would have really inconclusive polygraph tests. Yeah, right. And all of this stuff, again, there's science behind it all, but it's so loose that I think a lot of people have got really over the top. Yeah. It won't surprise me in the future yeah. when polygraphs become arcane, antique almost, like a tarot card mm. deck, which feels vintage. It's got to have mysticism. It was played thousands of years ago by children in Ireland, you know? Yeah. Mysticism. Right. The age gives it white. Crystals, they're prehistoric. Of course, I've got something magical about them, right?
0: That makes so, me think of an, a, a quick example uh, with feng shui, because the idea is, well, feng being wind and shui being water. One of the basic ideas is that if you have water in front of your house and if you have a mountain behind your house, that's lucky because, I mean, logically speaking, literally speaking, you got a water source and you have a mountain behind yes, you, which it's, is like... It's
1: kind of stately obvious. It's yeah. Today, it means Malibu and but, that's not so lucky. But then right? people,
0: miss, well, not misinterpret, but they, they, they bring symbolism. So water is like money. So if you put like a fountain in front of your house, then that's going to bring you money. And that goes a little bit like Well, it
1: thing. will because some people think throwing a penny in it will give them a dream come yeah. true, like a wish. So everyone should put a fountain in front of the house. <laughs> so
0: other people create make a rumour. Create their... a
1: rumour that the more money you put in it, the better fortune you get.
0: Play on other people's superstitions. But this, this is the whole and point. You
1: rich. What it is is there's a science between all of yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. But we've lost the point. Yeah. Of the science. Now there are some people out there that go, hmm, yeah, I've got my own healer. A lot of them are rich. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. Pop stars. Mm-hmm. Actresses. Uh, billionaires. Yeah. And they have this whole thing, like, you know, like my healer comes around, a bit of healing, tells me to chill out, you know, puts all the runes on my face and slaps the pebbles on my nose and <laughs> crystals in my ear and gets rid of the demons by putting a watching eye or something, which sounds really gross, by the way, or a dream catcher, which sounds a lot more pleasant. Mm. The evil eye that the Greeks have, yeah, which is basically painted rock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next to a dream catcher, which mm. is actually takes some skill to make them. Don't even know how they do it. It's pretty incredible.
0: I made one as a kid.
1: Good for you, but it failed. It was fun. I always think a dream catcher sounds like you'll never dream again, because there's a you know there's a tennis racket in the way,
0: <laughs>
1: and it'll slap all your dreams away.
0: No, yeah, it's supposed to catch bad dreams. Is it? Is it?
1: I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. We've (laughs) lost the meaning of stuff. But the idea of what I was saying is like uh, taking a point of everything that has a natural, rational reason. We're in a day and age now where scientists have gone their extra mile to completely discriminate all of this stuff as ludicrous. And that kind of falls into the religious aspect. And that's weird because it's Easter. So hello. Hey. Uh, Religious aspect, if any of you still care. (laughs) And you're not having a coma from all the sugar that you're having. Um, Yeah. So what I find it's really weird. Like you got the tower readings and stuff like this. Way back in the day, it's something that's innocent. It's like literally a card game. Each thing has a symbolic rationale. And then someone turned the narrative into that each think means something unique to your life because of your interactivity with the cards, basically they'll they'll set it up, mm. they'll flip them over in a certain order, you will flip it over. Yeah. You'll pick the ones totally random, you do a shuffle intellectually in your mind, and they've got a story for you. Yeah. Now, some people, I think, have some sort of weird accuracy with that stuff. But for the best time, uh, you know, in the future, there's a street in Hong Kong, and I say tarot, by the way, because we use it in Kin.
0: Yeah fallen
1: stars like literally the first kind of sequence in the film mm-hmm. and it's very la that you see tarot reading centers all over hollywood mm-hmm. all over los angeles all over it, it preys on people in certain environments that really need it because success and ego and everything is so paramount but in the uk it's an alien concept mostly it's usually someone that we know in our family as a weird cousin. Or a mate of a weird cousin. They come into this party and that's their party trick. I do fortunes and hand reading and palm reading and this. Palm reading has always confused me. Because it's really hard to read a palm. They're quite tall trees, aren't they?
0: No. You have to
1: climb up pretty damn far.
0: No. If you're scared
1: of heights, it's not so good. Yeah. So, anyway. Basically. If you
0: believe in palm reading, does that mean you do not believe in free will? Because that means everything's already everything.
1: Destined. Everything in uh, fortune telling, I believe, is placebo effect. Mm. There are some really, really amazing sort of soothsaying moments that people have literally been able to tell. They've had an empathic vision mm. where they've seen something in your life. That's probably real, all right? When I think it's kind of like anything, if someone's real at something, they don't want to do it. Yeah. It freaks them out, right? Like if if you're a natural ninja and someone says, I'll oh, prove it, what are you going to do? Kill a guy in a room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, throw a knife in the dude's head. No, because everyone else will freak out, right? Yeah. So it's like, this is what is weird about the human condition.
0: Yeah.
1: If you can really do that, man, prove uh-huh. it. Really? Yeah. You want me to? You know? I think in the future, there's a street in Mong Kok in Hong Kong. Very famous for fortune telling. Mm. It almost should have Gullible Street (laughs) as its new name. Because in the culture of Asia, it's so critical. People get fortune readings at temples in Mm -hmm. Japan and throughout Korea, Asia, throughout. It's a whole thing. But I go to fortune tellers a lot. It's quite normal. It's quite a normal thing to do. To check relationship status. Will my daughter get married? Will she have a kid? Will a kid be an octopus or a real human? (laughs) Was she going to marry a yak or a dude? I don't know. Is she this? Is she happy? Whatever. When's my fortune coming in? Yeah. When's the boat of gold turning up?
0: But placebo effect works as well. So if you think something's going to happen, it might as well happen sometimes. Well,
1: this is the bad press that you get in a lot of stuff with spirituality and Chinese medicine and all this stuff. They put it all in one category Mm -hmm. in California, resell it to the entire world, it gets back to China, and they believe (laughs) in a new age stuff without understanding their own history of where this stuff comes from, Mm -hmm. right? The thing that I think is funny that in that corner of the world in, in Hong Kong, the fortune telling system, I think, is going to be polygraph tests in the future. No. When, I old, when, when I get a little bit of old school, it's a really good rig, man. Mm. Think about it. Because instead of actually having, like, you're reading them, but all of the reactions they usually give you, it's like a poker reader. Yeah. Like, oh, their eyebrow moves. So they're obviously worried about yeah. that. They're smiling slightly. So they're obviously a little bit terrified of that. For
0: a polygraph
1: will do it all for you. <laughs> and the best thing is, you actually can be a fortune teller that helps the police because the minute a sociopath comes along, you will know. Mm. It's just your line of questioning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway, so that, that's a really long winded way of saying stuff that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> It's Easter. Have an egg. It'll be chocolate. Enjoy it. Yummy. I don't know. How does the
0: Easter bunny exist? I really want to know. I, I
1: wish, like, no one leaves us comments ever. Mm. Probably because they're terrified of associating themselves with someone as crazy as us. Uh, but if they do, it'd be nice to know where you think the chocolate side of the Easter egg thing came from. Because it must have been like, there was Europe had all these traditions of Easter mm. where you painted hard boiled eggs and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or it was decorative, yep. Faberge, for example, the most expensive eggs in the world. <laughs> you disappoint when you open them up because nothing's inside it. You've just Nothing broken something eat. that's worth millions. <laughs> yeah, idiot. But, um, you know, all of these decorative eggs mm. were European.
0: Yeah, there's eggs and spring. And yeah, but when did it become confectionery?
1: Do we have to knock on America's door for that as well? Uh, Chocolate comes from the Americas, right? The Incan, Sa- the Aster. South
0: America, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with
1: the cocoa beans. It's very annoying if you're South American Incan or Mayan to be called South American when you're never called South American.
0: Mm.
1: You know, what yep. was Inca? What would they have called that continent? They probably didn't know what a continent was. Mm. I don't know, man. They were quite clever. That's an interesting thing because we're talking about a spiritual New Age. Mm. where
0: that. What, kind of what
1: would it? What would you do if you go back in time and the Incans and the Mayans were playing laser tag? <laughs> and had roller coasters. And all of that stuff like uh Kathmandu and all that kind of architectural stuff that they've got in Peru and everything. Uh-huh. You know, the awesome lost cities and stuff. Machu Picchu. Whatever you said, yeah. Uh match your Pichu. Is that like a Pokemon? Match your Pikachu. Uh machu Pikachu is the green tea flavor that you all enjoy. Uh those kind of places were probably theme parks and we're all stupid. Mm. Can you imagine? Like, if you go to the time machine, all these, like, the Egyptian pyramids, they're not UFOs Didn't give us a design. That used to be their editor. That was a casino once.
0: And the Mayan prophecies were actually, like, you know, their version of Shakespeare.
1: I think the Mayan prophecies are, um, yeah, it could be that, or, or it was or just Tolkien, a comic book, you know? yeah, or just... it, could, it could have been their Banksy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day, just some dude. punk-ass <laughs> guy was going around going, I'm going to carve the hell out of this wall, right? <laughs> and none of it means nothing. I'm going to make them think we are right, twisted weirdos. I think a lot of that was their ghost train. Mm. You know, all the scenes of death, murder, and horrible stuff, sacrifice, and yeah, bits that's and bobs. Yeah, just their horror stories. It's their, it's their horror films at that time. <laughs> They couldn't read, so they just looked at pictures, right? It's no one had fiction. no one had the movie camera technology back then, folks. No. So uh, yeah, that's there's an Easter episode of horror stories and uh, paying for things for potatoes. Weird
0: combination of subjects today.
1: Yeah, it's because <laughs> I've I've literally like you know been on coffee since uh, we started.
0: Coffee and chocolate.
1: No, uh-huh, no, I don't I'm from
0: the same place. What? The cocoa bean.
1: Maya. Inca. Mm. Costa. Inca. So that's enough nonsense. I actually think what, what we've done this uh, week is uh, talked complete gibberish, which is an, it's a nice relief for a lot of people in the world who are fed up of serious, sensible things. But wherever you are... And what have you believe in? It's Ramadan soon. That's come really fast. Mm-hmm. I guess the moons are behaving differently this year. It seems a lot earlier. I don't know. Poor well, guys. That's gonna be a lot of fasting coming up for you folks. But anyway, this is Easter. It's, it's nonsense. We're lockdown Easter, so it's not really an Easter. I know people can meet each other in the garden and stuff like that, but it's not really the same world yet. I don't know what we'd do though on a normal world. Probably feel bored that everything's shut. Mm. Can you imagine how hard it's going to be to sell a public holiday after a year of everything shut?
0: I don't know.
1: It's crazy. So anyway, whatever you do and whatever you believe in, be safe, be cheery. Don't watch horror films if you're underage. Don't play suspenseful games if you're underage. And if you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend or anything in between that loves horror and suspense and you don't, don't have to watch it. Don't have to be saved take them to any street you want to in South Central Los Angeles <laughs> and see how good they are at protecting you then. Because it's, it's not good luck. We'll be back in two weeks, hopefully with something a little bit more sensible to talk about. Who knows? Or not. We are getting closer to, uh, to life as we know it or knew it or dreamt it <laughs> once upon a time ago. And a lot of things are coming our way really exciting stuff very good stuff we keep telling you that but it is happening uh but yeah take care everyone we'll see in two weeks